You're quite hostile. I got a right to be hostile, man. My people been persecuted. Welcome to Here You Are, Wausau. This is one of our special podcasts. In this podcast, I do an interview with Jay Cronawetter, who is running for mayor here in Wausau, Wisconsin. So, uh, Jay, uh, thanks for doing the podcast. Uh, I, I really have, thanks for having me. I really have sort of an, an initial question that we're asking everybody. Um, so, uh, why are you running for mayor? And I, I am asking that with a bit of why would you want to do this in my tone? So, so wh- oh, why sure. are you running for mayor? Sure, I am running for mayor because I mean personally, I I am of Wausau. I love this town. Uh, lived here my whole life, you know. And our city government is not living up to the citizens of this town. The city government for too long, for most of my adult life, has really not prioritized the things that matter most to my neighbors. And, you know, Wausau is a community that traditionally has been inclusive, has been a a warm, friendly, real community. And over the past 10, 15 years, uh, City Hall has not been too concerned with the needs of that broader community, of the diverse community. And I really believe that the the average taxpayer has been ignored in favor of a very small group of interests, uh, and, and our entire city government has basically been realigned to serve that very narrow group of interests. And my goal, my job if I win the election on Tuesday, is to restore City Hall's priorities to match those of our neighbors, to really reprioritize the concerns of average Wausau residents and families um, over the interests of of this small group that has been calling the shots for for a decade or two. So so that's great and noble and... uh... I, I I applaud you for doing it. So uh, so as as you've been running and kind of going out and doing events and have you know going on you know the campaign trail, which which in Wausau is essentially walking around and knocking on people's doors. So what have you been hearing from people? Well, you know one thing one thing that I've been hearing a lot about is the constant increase in our tax rate uh, combined with a reduction of city services, you know. Um, the best example of this that, that comes up over and over and over again is our, our large item pickup in the spring. And, you know, it's a great example of uh, City Hall eliminating a service that is very important to um, some of our most vulnerable citizens and uh, doing so in the name of cost savings, in the name of, uh, or, or for the reason given that, well, there's no money to do this anymore, we just can't afford this. Um, and, and yet, you know, there's, there's millions of dollars to 
subsidize national corporations and their retail efforts, um, millions of dollars to lay the groundwork for the construction of luxury apartments, and, you know, seemingly endless supplies of money uh, for very expensive, um, you know, I don't want to say glamour products, but certainly not necessary basic city services. And, you know, this goes right to my concern about the improper priorities in City Hall. Now, large item pickup, you know, may seem like a very um, small issue. However, um, for the people who need it, it, it's, it's a major issue. And for the fire department, I know it's raising some concern that homes are becoming cluttered and, um, you know, dangerously so. If there's an emergency, it's hard for emergency service personnel to get into the house and help people out. If a fire starts and you have a bunch of old furniture and basically trash stuffed in your basement or or inside rooms, Um, fire can spread very quickly and, and, you know, it it could result in someone needlessly being killed. Um, In addition, for the elderly or or for uh, low-income families, you know, they can't afford to rent a truck or pay the, you know, fees to dispose of these large items um, absent the city's help. So, you know, a, a relatively small line item cost was was saved by eliminating that program, and the result is that um, the people who are really hurt are are the folks who can least afford it. Um, another another thing I'm hearing from people uh, every day during the course of this campaign is that they are sick to death of finger pointing and passing the buck with regard to problems in City Hall, and related to that, they are sick to death of the childish infighting among our various uh, city council members and uh, city staff, and I think the entire community, from what I've been hearing, uh, is demanding that City Hall and city government um, grow up, if you will, and work together as a team to address our problems and, and not let personality differences or, you know, differences on individual policy items um, cause things to descend into us against them, factionalism and, and finger pointing. So um, I think the city is demanding a culture change in City Hall, uh, one that results in our City Hall working together as a team and really reflecting that community spirit that I was talking about earlier. So what role does the mayor have in that culture change? Well, the mayor is ultimately completely responsible for setting the tone uh, throughout city government. Um, The mayor is the chief executive of a large operation with over 300 employees, and uh, in that role... Uh, the mayor has to set expectations for behavior, expectations for how we are going to respond to our bosses, expectations for how we are going to, as supervisors, um, 
empower our employees and encourage, well, nay, demand uh, a, a team-can-do approach to um, our daily work in City Hall. And what that means functionally uh, for me if I, if I win this election on Tuesday is that I will have to perform, you know, a full top-down review of our corporate functions as, as a city government and really drill down in my interactions with every city employee uh, to see where improvement can be made, where perhaps the negative attitudes and behaviors are originating uh, through our city structure and uh, set about uh, making clear to everyone that uh, things must change, that the new attitude and, and performance of a, a teamwork can-do based approach to our, our work is, is implemented at every level. And that's, you know, it's just like a corporate governor in a, in a business. Um, you know, it takes uh, implementation of a clear vision and then daily consistent uh, follow-up and daily consistent, a daily consistent demand from the mayor's office and expectation set from the mayor's office um, that everyone's on the same page, that everyone is, is buying in uh, to the new attitude in City Hall. And, you know, ultimately, as some people uh, expect, uh, you know, if, if we don't have buy-in, if the participants can't get on board, then we have to find a way to change those participants and make sure that we are, you know, electing the council individuals who... Um, believe in a nonpartisan teamwork approach to government and and certainly uh, make sure that all senior staff uh, understand that city council is in charge of policy city council uh, is the decision-making body and the staff's job is is to serve council in the mayor's office uh, not to try and uh, co-opt that decision-making authority so, if you win on Tuesday, what you're going to inherit is 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 sort of trouble right right out the gate. So, you're going to experience the there's no there's no indication that the keen winter situation is over with by by a long shot. I don't I don't get the sense that uh, Keen's letting this one go, if you will. Um, you have uh, by all reports an HR director who's incredibly unhappy and and some say acting out so so given these specific things like i said initially i wonder why anyone would would run for the job but given given this sort of situation so you're going to have a, a, a round of rookie uh probably rookie city councilman you're going to probably face a lawsuit from keen winters and, and have to deal with with a with a senior staff member who is clearly I, I think by all by all discussion disgruntled. You combine that with the existing uh, the existing dysfunction between the city council and the city staff, and specifically, I mean, what 
what's the plan? What what's your plan for handling this when you when you walk in the door? Sure. Well, I I don't think you know I don't have a a single plan for the cluster of issues you've raised here. I think that you know there are a few different issues swimming around it. With regard to uh, the HR director and her concerns, you know, I am not in any position to judge the merits of, um, you know, any complaints that she would have. Uh, I'm not in a position to judge the merits of um, the dispute between Keen Winters and Greg Soybert, but what I can tell you from, from you know, the, the citizen's perspective watching all of this, um, I understand some reasons why the HR director would be upset. Um, what I see happening with the investigation of Keen Winters, if you want to call that, is a, a city staff member, a, a head of a department, being tasked by uh, her superiors, by the mayor and by the president of the council, to prepare a report. And uh, once that report was prepared, it was very publicly uh, presented to city council. And once that was done and there was some public blowback and some questioning of the process by how we got there, um, it seems like the HR director was thrown under the bus and she was blamed for uh, the results of and the form of this report and investigation uh, that she was tasked to perform. Now, I can understand how being, you know, left holding the bag as a staff member um, could be eminently frustrating and would cause you to feel some concern. Um, that being said, the merits of all of this, you know, you, you suggest that Keene will likely sue the city. Um, my perspective, once again, I, I can't judge the merits or the likelihood of success of any lawsuit before it's filed and before we know what the claims would be, but I'm not sure I see any liability um, or, or significant concern of liability um, for the city uh, toward Mr. Winters. I think... You know, reading his ethics complaint, it, it certainly seems like there are questions about the use of um, public authority by the mayor or the president of the council in pursuing these matters. But, you know, none of this concerns me to the level as the prospective chief executive of the city government. You know, nothing I have seen um, indicates to me a significant concern for municipal liability uh, to Mr. Winters. If, if in fact, you know, his, his perspective and, and his claims have merit, I, I think those claims are against the individuals um, who, in his eyes, improperly use their public authority for private benefit, um, which is why I was... Um, more shocked or more surprised by the city undertaking the investigation of the investigation, for lack of a better description, 
um, and, you know, authorizing further expense and hiring of attorneys um, to dig through all of this. Um, because, once again, what I think that this second investigation, the only purpose it could possibly serve is to try and show that um, the individuals who started the first investigation operated, you know, in accord with our, our rules and regulations and did nothing wrong. And that, to me, seems like a private concern and not really a proper use of city tax dollars. I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned about further um, threats of lawsuit or liability on, on the city's part. I, I think we are... Uh, I, I don't see the city of Wausau as being on the hook for for that. Now, with this, though, with these two issues and, and a few others swimming around, um, two main points that I think a, a strong mayor can address. The first is that we need to really rely on our city attorney and our processes to ensure that we are effectively and accurately assessing municipal liability. And, and what I mean by this is we need to make sure we're getting solid legal advice from our city attorney to council on what they need to be concerned about. I think too often we have the non-lawyers in our city government expressing concerns that, you know, issue X will expose the city to liability and then they, you know, take all sorts of steps that they think are necessary to protect themselves from liability, but do so without consulting the lawyers, with, without, you know, getting the real legal opinion as to whether there is liability. And then the flip side of that coin is that when the city attorney has through these processes expressed concern about legal liability, you, you have the non-lawyers, once again, ignoring that advice and uh, proceeding down a path that, that the attorney is saying is, is dangerous. So we need to ensure that issues of legal liability are being addressed through the city attorney's office, and then that legal counsel is being heard and followed, um, and not substituting non-lawyers' opinions uh, for those of our, our hired counsel. Then the second issue is um, conflict resolution and de-escalation within city government. I think one of, one of my character traits, one of my talents in my professional life that will serve the city quite well is that I can engage and, um, you know, fight, if you will, over issues of substance, issues of policy, without making, you know, that intellectual combat uh, translate into personal conflict. And related to that, um, I'm a peacemaker. <laughs> I'm the type of guy who likes to diffuse and de-escalate situations. And many steps along the way in, in the dispute between uh, council members and in some of these disputes with city staff, 
there was good opportunity along the way for, you know, a mature, calm adult in the process to step up and just point out to people that things were getting a little overdone, that, you know, perhaps legitimate issues were being blown out of proportion or taken out of context, and that ultimately, you know, this is this is a team. This is a board of governors, if you will, of a corporate entity who need to work together for the best interests of their stakeholders, of the taxpayers and residents of this town. And, you know, when personal interests or, you know, very parochial interests are, are you know, being amplified and, and made primary in City Hall, um, your mayor and, and your, your chief leadership need to be able to step up and, um, you know, call people out for, you know, substituting their personal interest for what's best for the city. Um, I, I'm not sure that, you know, any of the players involved in, in, you know, these disputes are inherently disagreeable individuals who go through their lives making enemies left and right. I, I think that, unfortunately, in times of conflict when people were in disagreement, um, we lacked a real leader to uh, sort of hit the pause button, cool things down, and get people back on task, get people focused on doing the work of city government. Um, you know, I don't expect, quite frankly, between you and me, I, I don't expect Keen Winters to sue the city of Wausau, which is why I think the second investigation was such a waste. If if he, you know, I, I think given his behavior, if he thought he had, or if his attorneys were telling him he had a winning claim against the city of Wausau, I think he would have filed that lawsuit by now. Okay, good. So we, we've swam in sort of the negative end of the pool for quite a bit here. So, uh, you know, you're, you're a longtime resident like I am. So what what's your favorite thing what what is it what's something about wasa that you know we we can shine a light on that's just sort of a day-to-day -day kind of this is awesome kind of thing well i would say i would say that's the unique makeup of our community it's it's the amazing diversity that this city has for a town of its size um in the location of the upper midwest in the center of a fairly rural part of the state um, we have a town with a diversity of incomes, of ethnicities, of, you know, really a business and industry that is, is fairly unique, and it's a beautiful thing, and it should be seized upon as an asset. And, you know, I think we need an Indian restaurant in this town, quite frankly, but outside of that glaring omission, we have a, a pretty great spectrum uh, of restaurants and food in this town. I mean, you can't find an area in uh, central Wisconsin that has anything approaching what we can offer. Similarly, our retail uh, environment, you look at the Wausau Center Mall has been the focus of so much attention lately, but you know, outside of that mall, we have maintained a, a pretty impressive uh, mom-and-pop retail setting in our downtown and that is something that should be seized upon enjoyed more and in fact 
developed to a greater extent. We should be promoting the unique retail establishments that we have, the things that you can't find elsewhere, um, rather than worrying so much about attracting the next national corporate chain. Um, Wausau is a place that offers so much for its size, and my fear is that if we don't foster that and really recognize diversity as one of our chief assets, um, we'll lose that diversity, and um, you know, then we'll become a town like anywhere else. And you know, Wausau was built by wave after wave of immigrant communities bringing their own history, their own culture to the table, and it's resulted in a, a beautiful patchwork um, of human experience. And, and that is something you don't find typically in cities of this size, and uh, it's something we should embrace and, and be proud of. So as uh, we're going to wrap this up, so if, if people want to get a hold of you or, or, or find out more, where can they, can they find you? Well, they can find me uh, www.facebook.com backslash Wausau Mayor, or they can find me at uh, wausaumayor.com. And uh, everyone is free to give me a call at 715-302-2640. But as you found out earlier, you might have to leave a message because <laughs> my phone hasn't been ringing audibly lately. So <laughs> feel free to reach out online or uh, by the phone, and I'm, I'm happy to talk to anyone about the future of Wausau. <laughs> If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. <laughs>